Hi, everyone. Welcome back to my channel. My name is Stassi. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited. This is the Disney Sims 11th time being here. Thank you so much for coming here today. <laughs> Thank you. I'm officially at Towny Tales today. <laughs> I'm excited to talk about Towny Tales. I was actually, I, I got myself caught up yesterday because I was like, oh. I, got, I, got, I, wanna, I wanna read it. I wanna read everything. What I like about the most of the story, it's more mature which I super like, and we'll definitely get into that in a little bit. But for anybody, for, if this is their first podcast listening, welcome, welcome. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your Sims history? Yeah, so I'm Court, aka the Disney Sims. I've uh, been playing since it's the D game came out in like 1999, 2000. And I started my own uh, Instagram account, the Disney Sims in 2020 during COVID. And I have grown into having another account uh, called Towny Tales. Um, so yeah, I, basically I create things in uh, cast and then I'm also a storyteller. And yeah, I really enjoy the Sims community. I'm also a builder. I'm an architectural drafter by trade, um, but I don't showcase my builds off as much. So I was going to say, like, you can't forget builder. You sent me a beautiful build last night. You, you know, you also forgot. You forgot voice actor on that. Oh, yes, now you I can <laughs> say you're a voice actor. My girl, getting a part in the Reaper 4. Let's yeah. go. Okay, so before we dive into Tiny Tales, I have to ask, what was it like to get a script? I know you only had one line, but what was it like? Were you excited? Were you nervous? Oh, yeah. And it was basically asked to play a ditzy girl, which I uh, come by honestly. So <laughs> it was pretty easy to do. You are the opposite of a ditzy girl, okay? Like, let's be honest. When I think of ditzy, I Thank don't you. think. <laughs> I would say, like, you're extremely intelligent. Out of like, you, you are welcome. But anyways, so who do you play? Uh, I play Dina. Um, and yeah, just a, a friend of uh, one of a more prominent character in uh, To Be Seen. It's going to be cool. Are it's you Aaron today. Well, are not you, today. Well, it's airing today our time, but not in the realm of when this comes out. Yeah, no. <laughs> I feel like the Reaper Four will be done by then, yeah. by the time this comes out. I don't. I don't. I hope so. I don't know. I. I. He's pretty quick. Like I feel yeah. like you kind of go through spurts of like episodes and stuff. Um, but yeah, no, I'm so excited. Like I had a couple people reach out to me, being like, "Do you think I could get like a cameo role on this?" And I was like, "I can ask." OMG usually says yes to me <laughs> so and then like I messaged you and then he messaged me at the same time he's like oh yeah hey stop by the way uh the Disney Sims is getting a roll and I like I don't know what I was doing I, I didn't have my phone on me and I saw that and I was like <laughs> and like threw my phone across the room and I'm like <laughs> hey look ma I'm yeah <laughs> I appreciate that. That's another thing that now we're twinsing. That was my first ever voice acting role in The Sims oh, cool. That was now. I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm so excited for this season. Do you know if you're going to be in any more episodes or was it just like a one-off? Oh, uh, well, I, I'm not sure if I, I mean, if Dina needed to come back, I would be interested in doing that. I don't feel like Dina has a lot of weight within the story but if she uh if she did I'd be happy to jump in oh I'll she, message I'll message him being like Dina's gotta come back 
Dina's yeah. got a, got a few... epic backstory that he just hasn't created yet, right? Dina's badass, so Dina's... yeah, bring Dina. Yes, I, yeah. I'm i excited. There's so it's many- It's totally final girl vibes. <laughs> nah, <laughs> Amy's final girl. <laughs> yeah, the ultimate final girl I... vibes. <laughs> the ultimate <laughs> Yeah, I know I would die. I feel like I'm very murderable. I have a very murderable voice. So what? we can make that happen. Absolutely <laughs> not. I was gonna say, I was like, he might he might be one of the girls that die. He'd be like, oh her from the first episode died. We gotta solve the murder. Uh I just hope yeah. Amy just comes in and is like, I will defend you, girl I've never met before. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just I I wish like Okay, I, I'm going to pitch this to OMG Sense. I don't know how it's going to go. I want to do a script reading um, of the like the first episode, once this, the season's done, and we sit and we read our lines like oh, as cool. a group. I think that would be super cool. And I think that'd be fun at this point because- I'd do it. As we were talking about earlier, storytellers don't get mentioned a lot. You know what doesn't also get mentioned a lot? Fucking machinimas, man. They're like, what's that? What's that? What's in yep. the cinema? And I'm like, it's a movie. It's yeah. a story, it's a but it's a whole lot of work. A fucking <laughs> lot of work. Like a yeah. lot. Whole oh. other level of talent. Like think that has to go into creating machinimas. Cause you're basically the director, the videographer. Mm-hmm. Like you're doing all of those things on your own for the most part. You're basically a whole production team in mm-hmm. one person. <laughs> absolutely you're, you're yeah. you have to do it that's what you asked me earlier if I if I was 20 and I had all the free time in the world I'd say eh. but now I'm like okay I got like I have a hard enough time getting chapters made at this point let yeah. alone making like I might have two hours a week dedicated to that at max right now and I've it's proficient that I've gotten very fast at them which is yeah good I'd hope so man it's like I'm at like I'm making 130 between 133 sorry one between 132 133 and 134 because now I've learned I actually don't have to fill them and make them in consecutive order I just if it's night I do all the night ones if it's day I do all the day ones you think that would if that would have clicked in like the first year it definitely did not that is so smart oh yeah well because there's a whole bunch of night stuff coming so I'd be like well I have to wait for the night and I'd be like nah I don't I'll yeah. just go do all the day stuff and then come back when it's night well yeah that's what, but that's what you know production teams would think of, like you know yeah. what I mean like you would go to one location like house of the dragon you yeah. know what I mean like they would go to one location in Europe and probably film every single scene for the most part that happened in that location regardless of what time it happens within the you know the tv show i yeah that's a, that's 100 percent it that's literally yeah. what i do now so like i there's a there's a scene that i uh, will be in in 130 131 and 133 and i just did it as a continuous bit and i was just like photo 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 done photo 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 done and then it makes life easier when you're actually doing those chapters you're like oh i'm already halfway done this is nice yep I find a lot more efficient as well with making, uh, like I can make a season very quickly now before it used to take me months. And now if I'm inspired, I can just, you know, zone out and get one done pretty quickly. That is a good question. Yeah. How long does it take you? 
And what have well, you learned from per season <laughs> per season? Yeah, well, at first I feel like I would create things. So I would, you know, make it not chapter per chapter, but like, you know, a, a couple of stills. And then I would, you know, take them out, edit them and create the text and stuff for them. But now I've gone into planning it all out, taking all the stills at once, editing all at once, then mm -hmm. putting all of the text together at once. And I'm just trying to be, you know, combine all like things so that I can push them out faster essentially, and then put them in priority sequence. And they usually take months for me to go out anyway. I tend to post on a regular schedule daily. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Which is yeah. kudos to you for daily, man. I fucking, I, I'm like it's two times a week. Daily, uh, like Wednesdays or Mondays don't tend to be high engagement days on social media. So unless I'm just, you know, have a lot of media that I'm trying to crank out to move yeah. on to something I'm more excited about, then I might forego that. If I'm really excited about the post and I, it's like, you know, going to fall on a Monday or a Wednesday, I might just skip that day so that it'll have more engagement on the Tuesday, Thursday, or Friday, which is tends mm -hmm. to, or Saturday, which tends to be the most high engagement days for me. I, I like that. So for Rose Chronicles, it's Sunday and Thursdays. Don't know why. Interesting. Sunday at 9am, best time. Don't know why. Cool. I have no, I have no idea. I stumbled upon it by accident because I yeah. think it was originally, I don't even remember. I think it was Wednesdays. I think it was originally Wednesdays because oh. when like, so that's the whole point with when I did podcasts because Wednesday is the best day of engagement on YouTube. So oh. I was like, oh, it's perfect. We'll just do Wednesday podcast. I don't know, man. It, I'm it, not in the YouTube world really. So I don't know much about that, but uh, in Instagram, I, I haven't found Monday or Wednesdays to be an overly uh, busy engagement day for me. It's not in my business um work either I find those mm -hmm. to be low engagement days as well I would say for like 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 my real job yeah I wish, I wish this was my real job I'd say Fridays <laughs> are the best for us same here yeah. I, and also if you you know were to research that it's statistic that Friday tends to be the best people aren't doing as much they're on their phones yes <laughs> exactly because they keep my boss was like why do you post stuff in the afternoon I was like because that's when people are on their phones because they hate their fucking jobs. So they're just, yep. they're on their phones. And he's like, oh, that's so smart. Or when I, <laughs> I, I had to update our PPC and he's like, why do you have it starting at from like 10 till 12 and then one to three? I'm like, okay, when you Google what our business does, do you do it at 9 a.m.? Because I don't think so. 9 a.m. No. is for coffee and contemplation. Yeah. 12 to one is eating. Why are we yeah, paying for, for going those on their break for going on their break? Our, yeah. our decision makers are not, not thinking about the product we serve while they're eating their $12 lunch. Okay. Like yeah. we're not that awesome. We're not clothes and we're not alcohol. Now, if we were clothes and alcohol, I would say we have to ham in on those times when people are on their phones, but yeah. we have to get when people are not on their phones. And yeah, he's just like, wow, like that's so smart. I'm like, that's, I learned that day three. Of my yeah. course like it's not fucking oh, rocket okay. <laughs> oh, a woman with free throwing thoughts oh my god yeah no but um anyways i i like that because what season is the disney sims in now oh, like six, six yeah it's good yeah it's uh yeah. going into season seven it just wrapped up season six that's and i have season eight written <laughs> that's fucking nuts 
Yeah. That's crazy. Um, but it's so a, a season for me in Disney World is mm-hmm. based on how many um, chapters you can fit into. Oh, I can't remember what like I can't remember what it's called. But you can create like a booklet within Instagram. Yes. Um, and you can have up to thirty posts within that collection. Yes. And so I do um, thirty posts in total. Make up a season for me in the Disney Sims. I have changed it up with Townie Tales. Mm-hmm. It's um, I I'll double it so there'll be twenty episodes per per season. Okay, because like you yeah. gotta be you gotta be coming close to the end of that, aren't you? For Townie Tales. With- uh, it's on, well, currently, um, not when this comes out, but currently I'm showcasing chapter 15. So 15, yeah, we okay. still have five more, five more chapters left to go before it wraps up season one. And then I'll have a little mini season about my two favorite characters, which are um, the uh, Ulrich and uh, Micah, oh. the free spirits from Windenburg. So yes. Yeah. So they're usually roommates in the lore, but I've made them a couple. And yeah, they have a whirlwind romance story. So I'm going to dive into um, their actual story of, of seeing each other. Because in the original, in uh, season one, I go over it high level, mm-hmm. how they met. And then within you know two chapters it shows them getting engaged and them being happy just because I put Ulrich through a horrible first introduction to her so I wanted her to have her happy ending very quickly and I won't be getting rid of that because I love her so much so yeah (laughs) I I love that so let's let's switch this over from a a podcast to a story spotlight this is this is the first audio one I I think I remember all the questions I should I've typed them out a lot in the last week nobody will know (laughs) (laughs) just like answering hold on okay i think i think i okay why don't you tell everybody what tiny tail sorry oh my god not tiny tails oh my god tiny tails is about i feel like tiny tails is something else anyway i digress for sure something else Uh, Townie Tales um, was something I created because so through the Disney Sims, I had started including the Willow Creek Townies. And I actually care a lot about the Townies and the lore within the Sims. I'm always looking at who the new characters are when they come in. And I care about their background stories. So I decided to branch off into Townie Tales and just have the main cast be Townies within the Sims and shy away from the Disney overall. But obviously, I'm not going to change the Disney Sims because that's why the people come. (laughs) So uh, for Townie Tales, my my first uh, few seasons will be focused around the Windenburg cast. So it's all of the townies that are in Windenburg and uh, mostly focused around, well, I guess it's not really focused on anybody. I, I would say I do a good job trying to have all of the characters have their, you know, their day in the sun, but the Bear Sisters, Candy and Yuki are my my stars. And then I also go into all of the other characters that I'm obsessed with. I'm happy to talk about any of them. It's hard to, to focus on any of them because I love them so much oh we're getting that to two questions okay but I love Yuki so I feel really bad so I am like the worst sims lore person I have never played with townies ever um so I was like I was like these townies because I've read this I was like I've seen her before 
that's yep. a townie like again i just, i'm like the worst person i love that i also love when we're in the community we're seeing townie makeovers yes uh they need it yes they do <laughs> Yeah, I've put like, you know, meshes and eyelashes and nails and all that jazz, body hair, everything onto tattoos, you name it, cleavage. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah, okay, exactly. So I have to ask, because this is, this is a question I was thinking about the other day. So yeah. the Disney Sims have a very cartoony feel to them, which makes sense. Because yes. it's a good vibe. It vibe, right? But the towny too. Oh my god. All the tiny tails. Tongue twisters. <laughs> Tongue twisters. The tiny tails uh Sims obviously look like the like like Sim Sims. Yeah. So I, did I didn't make too much of a difference to them. I wanted well, some of them I, I did revamp the Caliant sisters a lot because yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were a little rough. So yeah, some of them will be a little bit more modified than others, but I do try to kind of keep them for the most part similar I will Disneyfy them a little bit I can't help it because it's just my style but I do tend to keep their eyes smaller I want people mm -hmm. to look at my story and, and recognize you know that that's Yuki or that's Luna or that's whoever but some of them get a little bit more revamped than others <laughs> I I like that again some sims needed a lot more help and yeah. some are just like oh they're fine what sim do you think needs the biggest makeover? Ooh, that's that's a good one. Oh, just trying to think of who is the the roughest looking. There are there are a few of them, but I I also maybe Nancy Landgraf. Yeah, hundred percent Nancy like, Landgraf. So she she looks like she's going to a club, but it just doesn't match her personality. Like she gives boss bitch energy. Yeah. And so like I feel like she would be dressed as like, you know, a CEO that's about to, you know, take all of your money, not somebody who's, you know, going dancing at a club. I... Uh, so the, the land, you know what the land grabs in general, including Johnny Zest, who is separated from his family. He went no contact. <laughs> um anyway yeah they all could uh benefit from a makeover I did make them over I feel like I did do them justice so. you definitely did do them justice I agree that is definitely a good good answer like I, I could not agree more she should be a Fallon Carrington not yes, a, yes, not exactly. like a go-go dancer like yeah a hundred percent so there's an example of one but I could I could go on like uh yeah there's there's quite a few of them that could look better <laughs> I love that. Okay. So we're going to talk about characters. As we just talked about giving makeovers, how do you develop your characters? Yeah. So I am obsessed with Myers-Briggs tests. So I am an ENFJ, which means I'm a little bit more extroverted, a little bit more um, like in intuitive I think it is um then I'm more feeling than thinking but I'm again a little bit more in the middle there and then I'm more judgmental there so I tend to take that test and do that for people I I'm not sure if I believe in zodiac signs fully <laughs> um but I still uh I know that people tend to think of people in certain ways based on zodiac signs. So I will tend to say somebody is a zodiac sign because people will kind of come to their own conclusions about 
what that means. So um, although I do feel like it's a little artificial, I, well, not a little, a lot. I still um, will use that as a way to like get people to have a general idea. But also The Sims does a great job of giving you the ability to create their aspirations and traits. And then that really helps you in being mm -hmm. able to determine who that person is. And so for the Disney Sims, it was easy with my Disney characters because, you know, you have, well, actually with all of my characters, none of them are completely original to me unless it's some of the children that they have in the future. Um, so in those situations, it's, yeah, just about taking what I have and then trying to build on that. And I try to, um, like, for example, one of my characters, if they're mean or childish or, you know, something, have some kind of trait, I try to play off that. And so it, I want that to make sense for them. No, that, that fucking, that totally makes sense. I would have never thought of doing that test to get that, like, the characters. But I, I get I get it with the Zodiac signs, because they were like, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> and they're like, that's such a Leo response. And I'm like, okay, cool, I guess. And are, are you a, is, are you is a Leo? I am a Leo. Yes, that actually does make sense. <laughs> <laughs> star of the show and doesn't care about this shit <laughs> <laughs> i remember my stepmom once told me she's like people don't think you're nice and i'm like nice bitches don't get shit done <laughs> i think they think you're mean and i'm like okay is that supposed to offend me <laughs> i'm too confident for my own good um but no, I, I, I love that. Because again, it, it, when you're going into characters, it's like a, like a kitchen. You can't have five sous chefs. That doesn't make sense. You have to have different characters are literally there to build up other characters or to tear yeah. them down. So I, I really, I do like that development um, and how you do that. It's really smart because that's how you make a good character because then you believe their motives. And I think that's yeah. a whole, you have to believe what the character is doing. If you don't believe what the character is doing, then no one else is gonna believe what the character is doing. No, exactly. I love it. Okay, what character do you relate the most to? And oh, that's, that's a good one too. Yeah. I do try to, I feel like I put myself into a little bit of, of all of my characters to a certain extent, uh, but probably Micah, Ika, um, she's again, one of the free spirits mm -hmm. from, um, yeah, from there. She's a writer, uh, has friends, but is a bit introverted by nature, unless she's around people that really bring out some extroversion in her. Uh, so yeah, I'd say I probably relate to her the most. Okay, I, li I like that, I can see that. I see that for you. Um, what scene was the hardest to write so far and why? Uh, so yeah, I, I do get into a little bit more mature themes in Townie Tales. And so when it gets into anything, um, well, I mean, some of like, you know, the consensual, you know, mm. things are, are fun to do, but I, I do have a few, uh, mature themes or something that go through pr probably because I have my own experiences growing up that, I like to um, maybe put into my own stories as some kind of an outlet. So if you see, you know, not that I have dad issues, but maybe I have male issues. 
things. Um, and so some of that maybe comes out in my story. So there's, uh, you know, a certain uh, Gregorius Lundvik, an evil werewolf that um, is trying to imprint on a senior in high school, although I won't let anything happen um there it still feels really icky and gross yeah. that an old man is trying to go after a high school senior I'm really doing it to create you know some angst within her other relationship with Wolfgang Munch um I'm talking about Luna Villarreal by the way I didn't mention that part sorry for lack of context but yeah so those two are both teenage townies and Luna has just found out in my story spoiler that she's a werewolf and um, she looks an awful lot like Avelina Lundvik, who is um, Gregorius Lundvik's wife. Uh, and that's all actually par part of, well, Luna's not Avelina's story in the lore, but Avelina is part of the werewolf lore within The Sims or Mooncasters, sorry. That's a lot. That was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot. I There's love. a lot of lore. I will say what I tend to do is um, I, I have something called my transcript section. So I will go into different lore and I will show where I found this information from the Sims universe and I'll post it alongside with what I did to show the lore. But it's really hard to talk about because it's so big. You really have to have interest in it to understand it. It's kind of like that not so berry stuff like you know the people who are into it get it and yes. the people who don't don't <laughs> girl I got you see the lore is fascinating because I, I I love that and I think that was something that was like really missing in the last yeah. couple versions of the sims game was the drama was the lore yeah was the storytelling um, aspect of it yeah with the Disney sims I've really tried to get into Bella Goth's story mm -hmm. and I love Bella Goth. There's so many like hidden gems within the lore. Like, why did she disappear uh, with Don Lothario? What, what? And that happened in the previous uh, Sims 3, or I believe, not in Sims 4, where the Calientes and Don Lothario and all of them came in. But yeah, there's this big lore around it and it doesn't ever fully get explored. The yeah. Calientes, if you dive into it, are related to pollination technicians which are aliens from Sixum and yeah there's like this whole world in the sims that people don't know about that if you go into it it's freaking fascinating I wish that was translated into the game I feel like yeah. it's, it's it's like a movie versus a book kind of situation going on here. yeah and I think but that's there's so much to be explored. It, it's all in there. And so, for example, in the werewolves, uh, the Mooncaster, sorry, uh, Lily, who is part of Moonwood Collective, she's the elder that mm -hmm. lives with the Volkov um, uh, father and son. She's related to the Vator uh, twins. So Lilith and Caleb, they, they're cousins with Lily, the werewolf, who's an elder, but they're young adults. And yeah, yeah. There, there's so many crossovers that people don't even know unless they just go and go in and Google it or well, I guess Lily's story, I believe, is like within the expansion. You can read about it. That okay. So I gotta I I gotta ask this. So yeah. as someone who knows zero lore, um, is any of that really talked about when you play townies? Like does like like Yeah. 
I, well, I try in my story. I try to bring it up um, as much as possible, no, without it becoming too like you know, too. Yeah, yeah. Down your throat, I guess. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I don't I don't wanna I don't want it to become like a lecture. It has to fit into the story organically or I'll leave it out. Right. But yeah, I try to tie in the lore as much as possible. But I'll also create other dynamics. Like I've created people being siblings or cousins with each other, even though they're not considered that in the game, just to oh, Okay. Yeah. Okay, I got you. See, this is what the Sims like I don't under like I'm shocked that there's not been like the Sims movie or there the sims be. show like i was i mean like which was very different very different i'm talking like yeah i'm shocked because there was a sims movie in development for many 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 years and then it just never went anywhere it just kind of i think it just got turned over so many times that no one wanted to pick it up i kind of feel like this lore could be a fucking hbo max special it could be even if they just focused on willow creek characters and like bob pancakes and bella goth are enough to make yeah. a tv show yeah oh a fucking hundred percent actually even like travis summer and liberty lee like they would also be an interesting story too yeah. like you could literally go in like you know from willow creek go into those characters there's yeah. so many fascinating characters oasis springs the land grabs are freaking awesome even um the roommates within oasis springs are based off the new girl characters like there's, there's yeah. so many just little hidden gems there. They they could do like an American horror story style each season, focus on one town. Yeah, well yeah. that and I'm not quite doing that with Towny Tales, but I will say, for example, because I am a few seasons into creating Towny Tales, my next step is to go into uh, the realm of magic and hmm. have more of of that tied into it. And so I find that there's some similarities there between. Uh, between you know the realm of magic and harry potter for sure so oh yeah okay before yeah. i move on to the next question what townie is overrated and why oh yeah i'm putting you on the spot that's also a hard question um oh i don't I don't Judith Ward maybe Judith Ward <laughs> okay <laughs> I'm okay throwing it out there I love all of them it's really hard for like I, I could probably if you named any townie right now I could probably just go into talking about why I love them so and even as I said Judith I felt bad putting her name out there because there are things I like about Judith so I I got you. Okay, my answer yeah. is not going to be, you're going to be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm going to justify it. I think Bella Goth is extremely overrated. But, 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 the reason I'm saying this is because she is, if you asked a generic Sim player, who is your favorite Sim, they would say Bella Goth, but not 100% understand the lore and stuff. She's just a very common name. It's kind of like a Pikachu situation. Yeah. What's your favorite Pokemon? Pikachu. Who's your favorite uh, Simmer? Sim. Bella Goth. Bob Pancake. Because like we just know the name. Who's your favorite yeah. Sailor Scout? Sailor Moon. Right? So like I think it's, you got to get to the next level of being like, okay, so like my basic bitch is Bella, but then I also yeah. like X, Y, and Z. And X, Y, and Z. So that's my answer. I just think and it's the safe defense. answer. Yes. She also, I feel like, is kind of 
supposed to be a version of like Morticia Adams a little bit. You know yes. what I mean? Like she definitely kind of gives knockoff Morticia Adams vibes. <laughs> yes. Okay. I, ha- I have to ask you this. Did you watch Wednesday? Oh yeah. Okay. D- did you like Catherine Zeta Jones playing Morticia? Because I fucking did. I would say like the 90s TV show was my favorite version of Morticia um and I have a hard time seeing anybody else but her as Morticia I like that Catherine Zeta-Jones was the like oldest person to play Morticia I do think that like in terms of age like they had it more correct um I thought they did a really great job with Gomez too Um, oh yes and I, I liked the dynamic of him, like, I thought it was believable that he was obsessed with Catherine as Morticia. Um, so, yeah, like, I don't know, I, I didn't dislike her as Morticia, but she also, I think because Gomez was such a, and I know a lot of people weren't crazy about, you know, him as Gomez, but when you take a look at the original version of the cartoon Gomez, he was spot, spot on, on and like, how he would like the pet names he had for Wednesday and and how he loved Morticia. I just felt like he was bang on. Yep. I thought um, they just had so many other bang on characters like Fred Armiston. Yes. Was, the thing is, is that everybody else they casted was freaking 10. Spot on. And even Wednesday, 10 out of 10. Yep. Right. And, and not even it's like an unfaithful adaption that made it better sort of thing so it wasn't even that we got it right based on history it was we revamped this and we did a better job yeah and Catherine Zeta Jones just didn't bring that energy to her role and so of course she's just not going to hold up the way the other characters did in my opinion I could not agree more I felt like everyone did such an amazing job and she she couldn't match the feet of her no I just like I I found her boring every time she was on space I was like oh boring but I know that's the character yeah and I also felt like it made more sense for the dynamic within her and Wednesday because Wednesday has more animosity towards her mom than she does her dad yeah 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 I another thing that did me in is whoever did the makeup for her really needed to fill those eyebrows in yeah yeah that did I was like "Mm." I was like where are her eyebrows because mm-hmm. um I finished watching I, I'm a huge National Treasure fan like that yeah. was like my shit so there's a National Treasure show on Disney plus where Catherine Zeta-Jones and yeah. the uh, Gomez are in it yeah yeah and I was like wait wait, wait is that Gomez <laughs> Gomez steal this from Wednesday I was just working Wednesday just to show up being like pranked fuckers um yeah and I was like she clearly has eyebrows in fucking National Treasure. Where's her eyebrows here? Because like exactly. I, that's that's something that I was so like her face was so defined by the big dark black eyebrows. Mm-hmm. I understand that I'm being superficial and shallow here, but I that's how I picture her. It's, yeah, it's the look. It's the look. It's the defining. But yeah, the '90s. Chef's kiss. I'm so excited for season two. Whenever season two comes out. Yeah, yes. me too. See, the thing is, a little happen. Ah, oh, stupid Netflix. Here, are you are you keeping Netflix? I'm are you (laughs) (laughs) gotta go (laughs) I don't know if I get booted I get booted (laughs) I I, I, I'm I'm the gatekeeper I'm the decision maker and I have two days to figure out who stays on and who leaves for any other contacts for anyone else in the world we got the short end of the straw 
So Netflix is no longer allowing you to share passwords in Canada, New Zealand, and Saudi Arabia, I believe, are the three countries that they really started. Uh, They tried doing it in the U.S. and it backfired within a second. So I don't understand why they're like, let's just do it to Canada instead. Um, You you have to pay a stupid amount of money and then you have to pay $7.99 a month to have two people carried on you can't have more than two accounts well I have four people on so everyone's like like Jen you gotta figure it out and I'm like give me a minute <laughs> it's Speaking not for- which- <laughs> yeah but I'm like I'm like it has to roll back like it has yeah. to because so many people are canceling yeah exactly this podcast was not brought to you by you Torrent. <laughs> 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 Oh my god, I'm gonna die. 100%. Like, you can torrent half this shit now. Like, Netflix, you gotta calm down. Paying $23.99 a month and then adding two, 14. Like, I'm paying like almost 50 bucks to have Netflix. Like, you can fuck yeah. off. You can fuck off with Bye. that. <laughs> Bye. 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 Yeah. Uh, anyways, <laughs> Towdy Tales. Um, okay, so what has been your favorite scene to write? And why? Woo! I I'm a sucker for love triangles, baby. Um, <laughs> I so love that. I, I have uh, my my teenage love triangle where the focus is around Wolfgang Munch, who is he's he's not a great guy. He's a bit of a mean, dastardly dude. But for some reason, Yuki Bear and Luna Villarreal um, are sucker for this guy so we'll see how that goes and then uh, candy bear my uh dj and uh young adult uh has a thing for djs and she's hooked up with pretty much every dj in the city but she's uh non-committal so we'll see where that ends up taking her so i love writing those scenes uh because especially with candy um Joaquin Lachine and uh, Paulo Rocco, Rocca are, uh, you know, pretty smitten with her. And then she also has a background with Dominic Fires, who used to be her manager. Um, and she was best friends with his daughter, Siobhan. So who Siobhan has a romance with Sergio Romeo, who is Joaquin's cousin. Try to keep up. <laughs> <laughs> Girl. Um. <laughs> No, I, I like a good love triangle. It's got to be done right, though. Because I, yeah. will, I will say it it is a trope that's used a lot. A lot. Oh, it's, it's a trope, for sure. It's a trope, right? I'm not above tropes. I'm not saying you're not. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just got to be done right because uh, you got to love both fucking characters. She's be like, well, who is she going to pick? Because, like, yes. It, yes. So go ahead. I'm, I'm very much trying to do that as well. So, like, Yuki's obviously my star, and so I've set it up in the first half of the season that you know her and wolf have done missions together because they work for jack's villarreal mm-hmm. uh but wolf gang also you know bodyguards a bit for jacks and is a bit of a security guy for jacks and so he naturally has been around jacks's daughter luna and luna wouldn't really give wolf the time of day publicly because she's a snob uh but she has started started to undergo a vampire or not vampire werewolf transitioning and wolf was the person there to help her and so she starts off as a bit of a you know childish character and she still is um but you know wolf sees past that and helps her and so there's a bit of a dynamic between those two because i I would find you know yuki 
does is very smart. Yuki doesn't really make dumb decisions. And so she really wants what's best for Wolf and doesn't like that Wolf is getting suspended and being, you know, a bit of a bad guy. And so she tries to make Wolf better. Um, whereas Wolf is obsessed with Luna because Luna is, you know, a, a magical creature. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah. Okay, I got. I got to ask this. So, as yeah. a storyteller, to a storyteller, when you're writing a love triangle, do you pick the character? Like, so say your main Soyuki, who has to pick. Would you pick someone that you want the audience for her to fall in love with, or would you pick who you would want? Well, I feel like even now I don't have it fully established who their endgame people are, uh, and so Yuki, uh, you know, has only really had eyes for Wolfgang Munch up until this point, but um, I've laid out little tidbits here and there that Hugo Villarreal is also interested in mm -hmm. Yuki. And so in the second season, we'll see more of, of Hugo's um, affections towards Yuki and see what goes on there. So I try to bring other characters in that bring bring out different things in that character. And then I really want the audience to really have a, you know, a hard decision in who they want them with. And mm -hmm. sometimes maybe none of them are really great for them either. I find that maybe in Candy's case with the three DJs that she's around, like mm -hmm. none of them really would give enough for her to want to commit to any three of them at this point. So, yeah. you know what I mean? Like she's, kind of keeps them at a distance and you know just uses them for affection right and mm -hmm. I like that that's kind of um a, a role reversal because a lot of the time it tends to be like men with multiple women not knowing who to choose like it's some kind of a bachelor thing um and it's you know in in my situation it's like candy is not in that predicament right? She mm -hmm. has guys that she probably could make any of them except Dominic because he's married <laughs> her her boyfriend, but she just doesn't think either of them bring enough to the table to take them seriously. I like, I like that. It's true though. Yeah. It's true. And especially as a female character, you want them to, you want them to be happy. You want, at the end of the day, you want your characters to be happy or you don't. It depends on yeah. the character, but if it's especially yeah. love interest, you want them to end up with who you want them to be with okay i got a couple more yeah. questions sure. we're gonna we're gonna wrap her up how would you describe this uh townie tales in one word and why uh dramatic <laughs> good word <laughs> and why dramatic may i ask uh because that's I feel like that is more the goal for me than happiness. <laughs> like we just talked about. I don't, I don't know if uh, happiness is, is my goal for all of these characters, except for Ulrich and uh, and Micah. I, I feel like those are the only ones that I'm invested in. <laughs> hey, but that's okay. That that makes sense. That really yeah. do, I, it, it makes it makes a hundred percent sense. You can't have every character have a happy ending and only the characters you want to have a happy ending have a happy ending. Yeah. Now. I feel like I have them as my, like my couple that I'm never going to break up and then sorry for what happens to anybody else. <laughs> what if they did break up? 
We're like, what if you're just like, you know what? I want to, I want to cause chaos. No, I wouldn't do that to them. But what I have done is so Ulrich, uh, actually before she dated or is married to Micah, mm -hmm. um, when she was a teenager to younger adult, she was dating Rory Oplo, who is a, a werewolf from, um, the, sorry, Moonwood Mill. Uh, anyway, they, they have history. And so, although I show uh, Ulrich and Micah getting married in the first season in like season three, we'll go into her as a teenager being with Rory. And so I've kind of done that in, in other cases with my Disney channel too, where like I show Belle and Adam being together from the very first season, but uh, I've done flashbacks where you show that Prince Adam actually used to date Snow White for a mm. little bit. Um, even in my new, um, I'm doing a little mini series on my Disney channel where it's just showing off Snow White and what she's been doing in Henford. And we touch base on her being with Adam the Beast for a little bit in between because mm -hmm. she was married to his brother, Florian. Um, I really love drama. And you do. I love triangles, apparently. <laughs> But like that's the whole point. You want drama. You want something that's gonna reel your characters in. And it could be a love triangle. It could be two characters not liking each other. It could be characters getting married yeah. muffins. I have so much fun writing backstories. Me too. Now, um, I have to ask, what it when it comes to writing a backstory, how do you start and where do you end? Yeah, well, I guess it's different for different people. And it's also how, how much are you're going to dive into that. So <clears throat> I found, for example, with the Bear Sisters, I'll, first things first, it's very easy for me to go in and, and just, you know, Sims Wikipedia, who these characters are and try yeah. to take as much information out of that as possible to bring into their character. And then also, like, for example, the, the Bear Sisters, uh, Yuki, the name Yuki sounded, you know, very Asian to me. I went and Googled it and it was a Japanese name. And so I was like, mm -hmm. okay, Googled this a little bit more. And I was like, okay, so I think in my mind, because their last name is Bear, that their dad was German and their mom was Japanese. And so, you know what I mean? I mm -hmm. have to go into to that part of their story. And so in my world, I would consider Mount Kamurabi to be you know, the comparison to Japan. Yeah. Uh, so in my mind, that's where they came from. And so, you know what I mean? Like it just, it, it can dive into into that uh, there. And then, you know, you'll have an example with the Villareals. It mentions in um, the household information that their mother went missing. Well, why did their mother go missing? And, you know, just trying to fill in those gaps there. And there's a lot of people who in the Sims, like they have a parent with multiple children, but then the dad just doesn't exist in that storyline. And I'm just like, okay, can I bring the dad in, in some way? Why is he no contact within that game? What happened? Right. Cause a lot of the time that, that absence of information can create, you know, a story for you to fill in those gaps. And that's when it really becomes, you know, unique to what you're doing, especially when you're playing with characters that you haven't originally made. I think that, I think that's really good because it comes to backstory. I feel like backstories are endless. You can literally yeah. do whatever you want from start to finish. And like, it's, it's nice that like there is a lore to start, but then you can take the lore and make it your own. Kind of yeah. like you said, right? So I think that's, that's very, very cool. Now, something I super appreciate, um, in the story is the what I like to call the sweet sweet love making scenes. Uh, I do appreciate. Thank you so much for not making it the first slide 
or you know just be like <laughs> sweet sweet yeah. work because there's nothing worse when I'm at work and all I see is uh, that sweet swims sims porn. not safe for work <laughs> not safe for work um I have to ask this as I've now started to get um some sweet sweet love poses for Rose Chronicles um are you using Wicked Whims or are you downloading poses? No, I actually intentionally do not have Wicked Whims. And I don't, everything that you see, if it looks like they're naked, I'm doing a really good job hiding the undergarments that I have on there. I'm intentionally doing it though. Um, I do know how to go in and make that not happen. Yes. But I'm trying to keep myself in a category in which I'm not, you know, creating not that there's anything i i've watched plenty of sims things out there that are not safe for work and i enjoy them um but it's just not fully what i'm it's not my brand <laughs> i was this was gonna ask you because it's like don't know if i need to see sims boobs like i'm yeah, i'm, I'm really good like no I, you you won't be seeing any boobs in my world, maybe some, you know, some cleavage or some underboob, right? I you keep it sexy. Yeah, but, like uh, I, I think that's sexy. Just have like a little line, or just yeah. you know have. Um... But I watch things with, you know, I I do I do like when they you know put the heads up out there. I do think that that's important. It's it's hard to maneuver though, um, you know. But I do, um, yeah. I try to keep it PG. For, for me, although I do think I sometimes I kind of slip into the, you know, maybe rated R category because you can very much tell that they're doing something, but I you can't see anything. You're not you're not gonna do the hands on the wall or the hand on the I'm trying to find a pose where they're like it's, grabbing it's the, the hands sheets. clawed into the back, right? Yeah. I, I have one of those images. So I I I mean I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It does get a little intense sometimes, but you know. Yeah, it's also intense when you have to find those poses because you got to like go incognito mode. You got to do everything because you don't want to know what you see. I um, see. I highly a lot. recommend uh, Simmer Irene. Um, they do a lot of like different poses, and they're usually like for me, a lot of my scenes. Uh, tend to be very romantic because I won't really show any scenes that aren't coming from a place of romance I don't like glorifying anything that isn't consensual so yeah. if I'm if I'm talking about it I try to wrap it up very quickly in a conversation as opposed to having to show anything I don't even like showing like a forceful kiss or something which is really hard as a Disney person <laughs> I just say girl every kiss at the beginning <laughs> <laughs> I know. You know, it's so crazy though. Cause like I would watch these, you know, like snow white sleeping beauty, whatever. And like, you know, no trigger warnings for like a non-consensual <laughs> kiss or whatever. But like, I feel like if I were to like post something like that, I feel like I would have to put some kind of like a, a trigger warning there for somebody. Cause it could upset them to see somebody getting kissed if they're asleep and aren't aware that they're about to get kissed. And so yeah, it's it's really hard to maneuver around that. And so I try to play it safe and not show anything too graphic because I don't want to up, upset or, you know, make somebody go to a place that they don't want to go to. Yeah, I got you. Trigger, yeah. We were talking before, and trigger, trigger warnings are interesting, to, yeah. to say the least. Um, the last thing you want to do is trigger somebody. It's it's hard. It yeah. is hard. It, it's hard. The some trigger warnings, I'm going to say this so PCly, 
are unnecessary. In yeah. my opinion, in my opinion, this is not a fact. You can hate me all you want, but some trigger or warnings inform, inform right. If if there's an example yeah. of it's not, I'm totally open to hearing. You know, yeah, I'm always open to learning and growing for sure. Uh, like a, a good one. I, I don't know. I, I, re- I released a lot of Rose Chronicles. It's coming out in June. You'll, you'll see the big stuff coming out. But there's this yeah. one where like all of her kisses looks head like, I love you, like good night. And someone's like, well, she didn't ask to be kissed. I'm like, are you, it's a good night kiss. She kissed, he kissed them. With... They're together now. It's not yeah. unwarranted. He's literally about to go to bed. He's just like, love you. And then, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you, have, you needed a trigger warning to that. I'm sorry. I I will do better in the future to indicate yeah. that better. But in my mind, I wouldn't find that triggering because they are in a committed relationship. Yeah. No, if that was like Damon or something, I would have been like, yo, fucking slide seven guys, like, watch out. But that's different. It's different. And I, in yeah. the original Rose Primals at fall, actually it was winter formal, it wasn't fall formal as alexa's lying in bed he kisses her and i shot the shit out of that because i was like that's weird i don't know why i wrote that like 10 years ago that doesn't make sense for the the story where i'm taking it that i would have put a trigger warning for i've been like listen gross shit's coming yeah right but like him staring at her people are like trigger warning i'm like he's staring at her she is she's passed out so again trigger warnings can be very they're hard to maneuver for sure. And I, the thing is, is like, we're, we're constantly growing. Right. And so it, it's going to evolve into something different. Every other, you know, yeah, every other change that we go through. I agree. Anyways, yeah. I got a couple more questions and then we're going to, we're going to wrap her up. What advice would you give to anyone who wants to start their own story? Uh, you know, take some time at first to really kind of brainstorm what you want to do and be okay that not all of that information is going to get out to your viewers. You're going to be the most invested in your story more than anybody else's period. That's just the reality of the situation. You're going to know little tidbits of those characters and your audience won't pick up on that. And that's okay. It can be as detailed as you want it to be. And mm-hmm. if some you know, if there's a character that you're having a hard time really diving into, maybe, you know, that character is only meant to be secondary to you. Move Like, if it doesn't feel right, move on. Because I've been stuck in so many situations where I just mm-hmm. feel like I can't move on because I feel like something has to be done a certain way. And it's like, if it doesn't feel right, just move on. Um, yeah. And so, you know, just get started and be okay to, to put yourself out there. Also, go take a look at other stories that you enjoy and not, you know, don't follow those storylines, but like, you know, for example, um, how somebody will lay out a page. You you can look at that and be like, I like how they do mm-hmm. that. I like how, you know, you can, you can adopt different ways of doing things through seeing how it looks with other people, but you know, not mimicking, but just mm-hmm taking a look and and seeing what works for you like do you like things to be in a square post how do you want there's so there's so many little background things 
that go into writing a story and you have to dive into those details before you actually even have anything to post about, right? You need to know what your your style is. Are you going to logo your things, right? Like what, what does it look like, mm-hmm. right? And, and just trying. And also you can get started um, and have some of those things happen after the fact too. You don't have to have all of those ideas created at once before you go. If you want to just jump in and start sharing screenshots, um, of things like I know so many people who started off just sharing screenshots and now they basically have like production level posts going on so you know there's no right way for anybody it's just if you have a passion towards it uh get started yeah I yeah. could not agree more I've read a lot of advices in the last little bit that has to be the most spot-on accurate advice to any storyteller that's starting off it's it get do research see yeah. what you want what, yeah. if do you, you want your text in the image or in the captions are yeah. you going to do like a single pov character or are you going to be script style you know what i mean like there's so many mm-hmm. ways to write a story and yeah it, it's it's just about getting started but again even if you don't fully know what you want to write about like there's nothing wrong with I know so many people who have rebranded and like have just archived all of their stories and started being I haven't done that I've stayed just of uh, keeping all my stuff going but I know a lot of people um will just completely start over and like I'm here for them I'm here for the new story yeah because yeah. it, it can get it can get boring writing the same yeah. story over and over and over again because you want change or, or you would have been yeah. like I don't like this I want to I, mm-hmm. I wish I would have done something is oh yeah this like the storyteller community is very awesome they're very yeah. very dedicated and they they love each other I mean we love each other definitely right yeah. so definitely really really good advice I, that's something I did straight from the gate I was like I want to do something a little different yeah and I did I would say with like where the reason maybe I don't branch off and start new things so much um, is because I have so many characters to work with that if I'm getting bored of one, I can just be like, okay, time to work on a new storyline until I feel inspired to write about that character again. Mm -hmm. And so it's easier for me, I think, because there's so many people in my universe, but I know so many people who focus on one character or do some kind of a legacy challenge and their whole story revolves around one character. So I understand wanting to move to a new generation um because you're you know tired of going through the same thing with one character yeah you can get bored very easy right yeah um I love that now final question as uh Maggie Simpson said at the end of the Simpsons movie sequel will there ever be a sequel to Towny Tunes or a prequel to Towny Tunes Um, oh my god (laughs) Towny Tunes you did not oh my god I'm so sorry Howdy tales. Our relationship is not that fragile. It's okay. And it's a tongue twister. Um, yeah, so there there already is uh, little examples. I'm a big fan of flashbacks. I do flashbacks within the Disney Sims and Towny Tales. So you'll see that uh, too. Um, yeah, so yeah, I definitely do prequels and flashbacks and I also go into the future and certain people have kids. So uh, yeah, no, I, I, no plans on, on changing that there. I will say um, I probably will branch out into doing more like, you know, 
of a different part of the Sims world as opposed to just staying in Windenburg. But I feel like I already do that. Like with Windenburg cast, they've already gone to Moonwood Mill. They'll go to other places too, like Mount Kamarabi and different things like that. So yeah. Very, very, very nice. I like a good sequel of people. Okay. What do you like writing more? Flash, flash forwards or flashbacks? Uh, flashbacks. Flashbacks. I agree. They're, they're so much fun. Cause you're like, you can see how the character is like, Oh, how did yeah. you, how did, how did, how did, how did that happen? How did you I go love from there making to there? like teenagers, children and like, yes. their, their, their to- like, or even like in the Disney Sims, like I've done a toddler version of Briar Rose and she's so cute. And yeah. I love, oh, I, I'm working on a special little project for Rose Chronicles and I have different ages for everybody. And it is so cute to see Aww. them interacting with each other. Cause I'm all the same household, right? I got all, I got all the Alexis and all the Olivers of all the ages. And, so cute. and I'm like, oh, he's so cute. As, Cause I was, I was posting a photo yesterday. I was like, oh fuck, you can see a baby all over the background. Hold on, delete that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but anyways, Dizzy Sims absolute pleasure thank you so much for coming back here today why don't you we tell everybody where we can find townie tales <laughs> ba, ba, boom uh so follow me at townie tales on instagram um and then also the disney sims on instagram and tiktok and uh ea if you want to download any of my townies or some builds not not really many builds i don't really download those <laughs> I love that. Please go check out Town Details and please go check out the Disney Sims. Absolute, absolute amazing story. Absolute pleasure you coming back here today. Oh my gosh, girl. Love it times. Love you. I love you too. Well, anyways, absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for coming here today. And I cannot wait to see um how the rest of the season unfolds um as well i got your self plug here if you liked this please go check out the podcast page where you will see written interviews of storytellers i created this new series called story spotlight with stassi j it is a written interview series where interviews come out every sunday so please look out to those i've had over 50 summers that said yes so i will have new interviews come out every Saturday this was the first occasion of it being an audio instead of a written if you would like to do an audio version please dm me or email me the links will be below I want to shine a spotlight on storytellers as I feel they are very left out as builders and cast always gets the most love and they are great as well but storytellers deserve a moment in the sun and I hope to give every storyteller a moment in the sun so please 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 go check those out and Disney Sims, girl after my own heart. Okay, I love you. <laughs> love you, Simpsons. Okay, love you, Simpsons. Have a great rest of your day. Bye. Bye.